This is a financial promotion. If you decide to invest, please remember that investment involves risk. Investments can go up and down in value, so you can get back less than what you put in. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance and may not be repeated. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ravenscroft podcast. Uh, my name is Bob Tannehill. I'm joined by my colleague Tom Crass today. Hi, Tom. Hello. You're right. Uh, and we are going to be talking about retirement. Um, you know what it means, and ultimately what it what people should be thinking about from an investment perspective. So to kick off, um, we just thought we'd open up with you know what does it mean? You know what does retirement mean for people financially? Yeah. So th- well, the, when we were tasked with this podcast, uh, the the title was evaluating your investment strategy ahead of retirement. And I thought that was a bit, it didn't get to the core, the bigger picture of what retirement is. So I thought it would be good for people listening, whether they're 20, 40, 60, to get an understanding of what retirement actually means and how you can plan for it first before we tackle the subject of evaluating your investment. Yeah, the, the key things to think about as you're heading towards retirement. And I think that would be a great thing to, to leave it with today is, you know, if there's, if there's two or three things I need to bear in mind for retirement, these are them. So I hope that's our, our small goal for the today. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first thing, like, like what what is, first of all, what is retirement and what it means for most of us? We go through school hearing about this word and no one's really ever taught about it or what it means. It's a long way away. So you go from school, maybe you go to university and then suddenly you're in working life. And you no know, one ever ever stops to think, okay, what am I? We're doing in forty years' time. What what is retirement? So retirement is is an end to your working life, or at least your full time working life, or your full time working life. And if you're lucky, you can do whatever you want to do with that time. But it also means you've got to find, you've got to supplement your income from somewhere because you're not working anymore. If you're an employee you're not getting a, a salary every month if you're self-employed you've maybe sold your business or and you might get a state pension but as we've been talking about earlier you know yeah so it's not a huge sum yeah so that's a good point so where can your income come from in retirement there's really there's two ways or three places i guess you've got a state pension um you've got private pensions and then i guess tied in with private pensions you've also got an investment portfolio which is which is what we do here we spoke earlier about how a lot of people rely or they think they can rely on their state pension and we're happy to say that you shouldn't do that and you're <laughs> you should it might come as a shock if you rely on your state pension. yeah it's not much you can I'm, not, I'm not sure what it is now something over just under twelve thousand or just over twelve thousand pounds but that's i mean if you were looking at if you were looking at retirement now, Bob, and you didn't have any savings, would £12,000 a year be enough to say? So it doesn't go very far, depending on your situation and your outgoings and so on. No. So I think the big question to say or to ask yourself is, what what does my retirement want? What do I want it to look like? And think about making a plan and how to get there. We go, and I, I will go back to what I said earlier, we sort of, we go out of university or we go from school, like we do, we have a few people in the office who've just come straight from school and suddenly you're working and then well, who who stops to genuinely think and go, right, all right, well. Yeah, what lifestyle do I want in retirement? Yeah, or what am I working for? When do I, do I want to keep working? Do I want to do this for my whole life? Like if you're, 
if you're lucky, um, and I'd probably put you and I in this where you really love your job, yeah, yeah, then that's great. But some people, and in fact, this is a sad fact that a lot of people don't love their work. Yeah, it's something they do to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you're, if a listener was listening to this and they're thinking, well, ha- hang on, how do I, how long do I want to, or what do I want to do with my retirement? What would be my... It's an important, you know, cherry in life, that retirement. What would I do if I didn't have to work? And how much money would I need? I've got my state pension, if you've earned the max amount. And then think, well, okay, well, do I want to go on holidays? Do I want to sit and tinker with my motorbike and play with my coffee machine or do you want to do something else and it's good that's a good thing to think of and we can help have a plan effectively exactly have a plan right and that kind of comes on to that point of evaluating your investment strategy ahead of retirement well we were saying is 10 years before you retire too uh too late really you should be thinking about this as early as possible really yeah Yeah. so you're uh, i mean i'm 29 you're 10 years older than me or thereabouts. The sooner you start thinking about that and planning for your retirement to be what you want your retirement to be, it's going to give you a peace of mind, I guess, but also give you something to work towards. Right? And it's important, the earlier you start, the more power you have. Because I think one of the, the huge advantages we have as as retirement savers is that we have a long time horizon. And that is like gold dust in investing land because it means you can really access that power of long-term compound growth. And that is hugely powerful, isn't it? Yeah. So I wrote an article about compound growth recently. It's amazing. if you, I mean, people don't really understand the concept of compound growth, but if you, I mean, you can just go on the internet and type in a compound growth calculator or something like that. And that's, yeah. So let's say you're, 18 or you're 20 and you just want to see okay let's say i put 100 pounds a month away and i invested 100 pounds a month sorry 100 pounds a month each month and and I, that investment or i put it in investment and that that grows at say 10 percent a year and you can yeah, just for round numbers yeah take. and you can add in uh in, you can inflate that number as inflation or your salary goes up you can put these into these calculators and it's interesting to see just how much you can get with very little. So I looked at one, and this was just off the top of my head. I put ten, a hundred pounds a month. So from zero, hundred pounds a month invested for forty years at a ten percent. It's like a twenty-five-year-old maybe starting a pension. Yeah. So that's typically what it is. I think the state pension age is seventy now. So I'm getting getting older. <laughs> Yeah, so crazy to think, right? But if you, let's say you invested £100 a month for 40 years at 10% a year, so it grew at 10% a year. And I also added in that your contributions grew at 3% a year. Yeah, so you get pay rises or whatever. Pay rises or inflation pay rises, whatever. What do you think that compounds? Uh, I've top my head, I couldn't know. I guess going over a random round number 500,000. Plus 850,000. It's a significant amount of money. And you've contributed. 90,000. Yeah, and that's a great example of that, the growth piece. Exactly. So people who say, oh, I'll just stick it in a savings account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, a lower growth rate has a massive impact on the final number, yeah. as does the time. If you if you put it out from 40 to 30 years, yeah. I bet it have a big impact on the final value. Yeah, it does. So if you have, I don't know if you've ever um, heard about Warren Buffett. I mean, the same. <laughs> Once the, or twice. Yeah, yeah. So there's a really interesting stat, I guess, I read in a book 
I think it was called The Psychology of Money. It's um, Mark Morgan Housel or something. He's a Wall Street Journal writer. Um, he wrote that, uh, and it was, a, it was an article on compounding that something like 98% of Warren Buffett's net worth, I think he's worth something like 60 billion. Something crazy. 98% of that, and I'm, I don't quote me on these, but 90% of his 60 million came after his 65th birthday. So in the 90s, he was worth hundreds of millions. And now suddenly, because of compounding, that extra 10, 20 years, that 500 million... At 20% a year, whatever he's managed in, in Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, that's that's compounded to to 60 billion or whatever it is. And I think, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's, it's the ma one of the magics of the world, compounding. And, yeah. um, and I think that the two things I'd, I'd pull out of that just for listeners is, you know, uh, the earlier you start, the better. And you want the maximum growth rate when you're in that accumulation phase. And that probably filters quite nicely into just thinking about what are the stages of, of saving for retirement. And because people do need different approaches to investing in the, in the different stages. And so quite often people talk about retirement saving in sort of three main phases. You've got the phase where you're working and you're saving, they call it accumulation, the growth phase. You've got the, the stage where you're starting to approach retirement. Maybe you're five or 10 years away from that retirement point. Now you're still saving, you're still accumulating, but you're starting to think pretty seriously by this point about what retirement's going to look like, making financial arrangements for it. And so that's sort of a real planning phase and a phase where maybe you start to get, you want a little bit more certainty about the value of your pension pot and you want a little bit more, a little bit less risk. And then finally you go into the phase where you stop earning, you start drawing down on your savings. Um, and you go into this drawdown um, distribution phase, whatever you want to call it. And at that point, again, it, what you need changes. You now need to start taking money out, but you've got to bear in mind that you're still going to be invested for quite a long time. You know, hopefully you're going to be retired for 10, 15, 20, 25 years, yeah. something like that. Um, and so actually, it's not like you retire and then immediately you stop investing. You need to get that money working because you can't, as you said, you aren't sat in the bank earning something now, but but not a huge amount. Um because actually, you know, it's got, it's got it. You need to, you can get it working harder than that for you. And I think if you look at those three different phases during accumulation, really everyone needs roughly the same thing. You want long-term growth. And so that, that's a fairly straightforward decision. And most pension schemes have some kind of autopilot mode on them, um, often called lifestyling. Um, and in these phases, they'll put you in a growth strategy. And the only thing I'd say here is that you just watch out because some of these strategies in the name of sort of prudence will actually take a, take you a couple of notches below a long-term growth strategy because they say, well, you know, we don't know enough about the individuals to, to give them a full-on growth strategy. But actually, you know, come back to your calculator, Tom, you know, if you take that 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 compound rate from 10 to 8, it, it will make a big difference to that end number. And so if you're not in like a proper long-term growth strategy for that accumulation phase, you know, you might want to think about going for it because you have a long time and you can let the nonsense of the noise of markets average out over that 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and you want to access that maximum possible rate of return because, you know, as you said, your contributions get a lot of magnification. And the more magnification through that compounding you can get, the better your, your retirement will look ultimately. And as you come in towards that sort of consolidation phase, you come towards retirement, it, it does make sense to take a little bit of risk off the table because if you're thinking about you know, moving house or what outgoings are going to look like, what lifestyle might look like, what commitments you want to take on, do you keep working a little bit, whatever it might be. And um, you need some certainty on what your 
your, your pension provision looks like. And what you don't want is the day before you, you know, you, you go into retirement, there's a war or something daft that knocks 30% of the value of your pension pot. You know, a little bit more certainty there is, is a good thing. And so, you know, a balanced strategy is typically the sort of thing people recommend for that kind of glide path as you come into retirement. And is that what a lifestyle strategy typically generally does? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of them get a little bit, again, get a little bit conservative early because they've all sort of, they, they, they effectively they draw out the ideal scenario and they notch it down a couple of levels because they don't want to be accused of over-risking people, which is which is a fair concern. Um, but when you come to that retirement point, I think that's where I would really strongly recommend if you get financial advice once in your retirement journey, do it around retirement. Because when you're in accumulation, you, you, your goal is the same as everyone else's. It's to maximize growth over the long term. When you come into retirement, there are so many factors, you know, what's your health like what's your outgoings have you got dependents and um, what is your lifestyle aspirations what your attitude to risk which i it often changes quite significantly and um, when people go from working and and you're saving towards a pension pot but you've got your monthly income when you go into go oh wow no more monthly income this is the pot i've got to live on for the rest of my life that that does change people's aspects you know perspective on on, on risk and so all these things come into play and the and the range of options um, is quite significant. So I think that's probably the best time to get some kind of advice. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And plenty of firms like Ravenscroft will have the conversation, you know, for, for, for free, effectively, um, uh, just to give you sort of a, a steer on what might be right for you. And um, so that's really worthwhile investment in time. Um, and then as you come into retirement, you then got to think about, you know, What's, you know, how comfortable I am taking risks, but bear in mind, you know, you are hopefully this pot still going to be invested for a number, a good number of years. Um, and also, you know, how much you take out, how big is that pot relative to your, your demands? Come back to your point, Tom, have your plan. How much do you need yeah. in retirement? We often find people who retire and have never thought about how much they need to retire on. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm glad you've been saving, but uh, it's always a, 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 amazes me that no one's ever sort of thought up the number that they might want once they stop working. Yeah, interestingly, a family member has just retired and hadn't really thought about retirement, and suddenly it was thrust upon them. And having not thought about it for so long, and going from earning a steady salary to suddenly, oh, I've got this this pot, and I can go and live how I want that's a massive shock to some people they they don't know how to do it what do you do with your time you know it's one thing yeah what do I do with my time and how do I spend my money and also people are scared if you don't know have a plan people are scared to draw down from that pot because they're so used to be getting this steady income suddenly they're like oh hang on I've got a I'm, I'm eating into savings yeah 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 how long does that last foreign to people yeah and, and that without comfort with the numbers okay if you're going to earn a 7% growth rate on this pot and you're going to draw 3% of the pot out a year, well, actually, it should be self-sustaining. If, on the other hand, you've got a smaller pot relative to your, your outgoings and you're drawing 10% on the pot a year, yeah. you need to think because that is going to expire at some point. And yeah, yeah so, so how much you have relative to how much you need is a key kind of ratio. Yeah, I think we, we spoke about how risk is sort of subjective so the typical lifestyle strategy as you said would go from sort of growth strategies up to your 40s 50s 60s and then you start or 40s 50s and then you're starting to 
wind down the risk in someone once said to me you're holding on to your chips so this is your this is what you're you've accumulated this pot and you want to keep hold of it well and we spoke about well depending on the size of your pot your you depending on the size of your pot you would some someone would look at risk completely differently so we like for an example someone's got a pension pot they've been a really good saver and they've they've got a five million pound pension pot pretty good saver yeah (laughs) whereas someone's got five hundred thousand which is still a nice sum that person with five million is going to look at risk way differently to someone with five hundred thousand because this is like that person with five hundred thousand how long is that going to last if you're drawing down from yeah 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 if you need fifty thousand pound a year if you don't have any return on it it's 10 years you know maybe if it's a return you can squeeze 13 14 years out of it um but yeah it's it all depends and then you say to yourself well am i okay with that because generally people spend more in the early years of retirement they do in the later years um so that you might be okay with that you might not you might want to adjust your expectations so you know and so on and it's uh yeah it's a it's a really interesting it's a whole interesting space i mean if, if we were trying to sort of sum this up tom what do we think you know the three things that people should think about to, if you had three things to take away from this podcast on, on on thinking about your retirement what would it be so number one is have some sort of plan yeah have a and think about it even if you're 20 and th- that plan is i'm going to invest 50 pounds a month yeah 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 and then you and and then you look at that every year that's that's something or or i want to retire at this age yeah and that and that leads into i think the, the really important second point is start early have a plan and the sooner you think about it i, I love my little expression you know the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago the second best time is now that's your expression it's yeah i'm going to claim it yeah <laughs> no one else ever said before in the history of the world i think that was bobby said <laughs> <laughs> on wikipedia i'm sure and um you know, I think that that's really true for pensions. You know, as you say, have a think about what it looks like, and the, the sooner you start, the better, because the magic of compounding. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we said, what do we say? We said, have a plan, start early, and then I guess think think about what you want your retirement to look like. Have a have an ideal. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to take any advice in the whole journey, do it around that that retirement point. You know, if you're going to take two bits of advice, have one at the start yeah. and one at retirement. But, but I think when you come to that retirement point, the options are so varied and also market conditions. And if you think back five years ago, people were, we were talking people who had pensions. And if they had a private pension part, they're saying, oh, what can I get on bonds today? And you're saying, oh, a percent on a, on a, on a government bond. Yeah. And they're going, that sounds pretty rubbish. Yeah. Um, today, you know, you can buy UK government bonds at a 5% yield. You know, I say you, you, there's, it's a whole different world what it was a few years yeah. ago. On the flip side, if you had a big defined benefit scheme, mm-hmm. um, a few years ago, discount rates were so low, people were offering you crazy sums to buy those schemes out and, and people were taking the, the cash. And so there's definitely, there's so many factors that go in around that retirement point. I think, you know, if you're going to take professional advice, retirement is when, or just before is when you should definitely do it. True. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope that's um, that's been useful and that the, the takeaways are, are, are something which you find sort of interesting and, and helpful. Uh, as always, um, we're here, happy to help. So if you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call. Take care. Thank you. Cheers.